Hey, hey, here we are back in studio, and I'm so happy to be back with you this week. And we just have so much in store for you, so many things that we're planning out, and this is going to be a marathon. Today is actually literally going to be a long marathon broadcast because you know what? We love you, and we just want to pour into you. We just, we just want to pour into you. So with that being said, I just want to welcome you into the studio with the Auspicious Wellness Optimal Wellness Podcast. I'd like to invite you to come on in and have a virtual seat at the table with us is Monday and it might be drive time in the morning wherever in the world you are it might be drive time in the evening in the afternoon it might be nighttime before you go to sleep and we hope to give you a nice little nightcap with some knowledge that's science-based okay and also human behavior and so we don't do ordinary but we endeavor to bring you an extraordinary experience and that experience is evidence-based that's the most important thing. We don't just get on the mic and just say things. We don't do that. We get on the mic and we share knowledge because that's important. That's what makes the world go around. My name is Debbie Smith-Torrance, and I'm your host today. I'm a life coach, a health coach, a manufacturing cannabinoid molecules for short CBD, and an IT developer, a wife, a grandmother. And I'm just really, one thing that I love, the part of my life that I love the most is family. And loving them and receiving the love that they have for me back. It's, it's gratifying and it's fulfilling. We're broadcasting live in studio. And I've got someone real special here with me today. But before I introduce my special person, I just want to say, hey, you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast platform. Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Deezer, Listen Note, Podbean, Overcast. Pocket Cast, Castro, Castro Box, Podbean, Spreaker, Player FM, and FFMPG, and some more we don't know about. But we're discovering that we're on a lot more stations than we ever dreamed to be. We just thank God for it, and I'm so excited about it. And I want to introduce you to my little special person I got with me today. I have Amani Faye in studio with me today. You know, I always pull my little grandbabies in to give them a glimpse of the business world to try to pour into them, to teach them about business and having and your aspirations and your dreams and what it looks like, what it could feel like for you. So when they go to school, they'll know why they're going to school. And we've got a power packed uh, episode for you today. I'm feeling really super empowered with this one. It took me a minute to get it all together and it is time for us to dig in and drill down, take it all apart, assemble it all again, and make it all make sense. And most of all, I'm going to be true to you. It's not, I don't, it's not, I'm not going to say I want to be true to you. I'm going to be true to do, to you. You know where we want you at. I want you at the virtual round table. Come on in here and take a seat. Our episode today is centered around men's health, part two, what we talked about and so you've already heard part one, so we're going to get down to the meat and the bones on part two. And with that being said, I want to take some time, and I want to bring my little co-host to the mic, Amani Faye. What is it that you want to say today? What's your message today? Why, why are you in platform today on, in studio with Grandma? What's going down, baby girl? I want to talk to the world. I want to be a part of... Helping our fathers, grandfathers, uncles, 
brothers and men in the world to be healthy and to be around us and to love them and take care of us and for them to learn to stay healthy. Woo! Child, you said a mouthful. You plan on making sure these men, these grandfathers, these uncles, these brothers, these fathers, all of the men in the world, you want them to be healthy. So you want global health. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Woo-hoo. That's a lot. That's a lot for a 10 year old. But you know what? I'm so, so proud of you. I love you to death. You're so intelligent. I love the fact that you're all into your books. You're all into learning. And the more you learn, the more you can give back to the world. Is that right? Is that what you understand? What do you understand about it? You understand it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big, give me a big old high five. Woohoo! Let me get, you, let me salute this baby here today. Let me give you a salute. The audience is saluting you, child. <laughs> okay. So with that part being said, um, today is, is really, really, really a serious episode. Um, we're joking around here a little bit, but Um, I just want to share a little bit with you guys before we get into our episode today. I want to personally thank you, all of our listeners. We hit our 500 episode this morning in the infancy of our podcast, which is less than a year old. With this being season one, and within five hours, we hit an additional 250 downloads to 750 listeners, and we haven't been on six months, and I just think it's surreal. There might be a lot of other podcasts that do a whole lot more, but to me, with the work that we've put in, uh, the studying that we've put in, it's a lot for me, and it's enough, and I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We want to thank our listeners globally and in, in the United States of America. We want to thank Ireland, the UK, the Philippines, Canada, and France. You guys have been in there every week downloading, just pulling it out, just wanting more. And the more that you're here, the more that I want to give to you, the more I want to dig in. I want to dig deeper to bring you meaningful content that will impact you in the best possible ways backed by science and human nature. And that's really more so what it's about, about giving. When God gives you a gift of knowledge, he does not give it to you just because you're going to learn what you need to learn and keep it to yourself. He implants a seed because he knows you will know what to do with it. He wants that gift to be shared. This is why this platform is here to share knowledge, time, and space and share it globally. We are now global in this segment. We follow up with part two of the men's health segment. So this is something that, you know, we don't ever really understand and take time to understand when we're, when, when the men are missing in our lives, but what about when they're missing in our children's life too? So this episode is dedicated to all the children in the world to let them know that we love you and we know that it's important that you have your fathers, your grandfathers, your uncles, your loved ones, that they stay here. And so we hope this episode here today helps all of us to make the men in the world know how important you are and how much the world needs you, and we need to keep you around. (laughs) So we just want you to know our ecosystem cannot exist if you're not here. 
in the in the important integral part that you play in it. So this episode again is a salute to you. I want to share some very in- interesting information with you today. On an average, women live longer than men. In fact, 57% of all those ages, 65 and older, are female. By age 85, 67% more women live. Their natural average lifespan is about five years longer for men than in women in the U.S. And worldwide, so I couldn't just say the U.S. today, but worldwide, seven years average that females live longer than men or their mates. Now, these are amazing statistics. We should really look at this. We should, you should really, really tune in because I really put a lot of research into this episode. And it's normal human behavior. When, when men die before they mate, we share the grief that the men take it harder than women when their mates die before them. Why is this? It is because it is, is uncommon for men to survive their mate. And let's look at some of the reasons why this may be. And so maybe we can even out the scales. Maybe if we put more knowledge in the world and we can even out the scales in some way because when we miss our men, that's a huge part of our lives that are gone and we need you here. Many times that I find myself talking to my husband and saying to him that if if we we talk about it, like if you if you if 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 you should pass before me, I don't think I'll be any more good. And I tell him that all the time. And then he'll tell me, well, you know, if, if, if something happens to you, I just don't think I want to be here anymore. And so when you find a soulmate that you know that you want to wake up with this man, you want to go to sleep with this man, you want as many years as possible with this man, this is dedicated to my husband today, too. Because this is, our, you know, when you look around with everything that's going on in the world and you just understand that some people are here today and they're gone tomorrow because of coronavirus and all the things that are going on, natural disasters, war-torn countries and things like that, what is it that we could do to make something a little bit more better? Just what is it that we can just put into the world to make it a little bit more better and say, God, use me how you would want to use me to make a difference. And so today's episode, out of any episode, I hope it makes a difference because we're going to get down to the meat and the bones because we need our men. We love you. You got a man, a husband, a brother, a uncle, a father, and you know, they don't know about this episode. Get this episode to them. Get it to, after all my talking and when I really start getting into this, get this episode to them. You could tell your speakers at home. If you've you got certain kind of speakers on different platforms, tell them download Debbie. I want to hear Optim- the Auspicious Wellness, Optimal Wellness Podcast or the Auspicious Wellness Podcast or Deborah Smith, Debbie Smith Torrance or Deborah Smith Torrance Podcast. It'll bring me up and you can listen on the speakers. You can listen. And so with that being said, I'm not trying to get you to give me more downloads. I'm trying to get you to understand what is meant to eat to live. What is eating to live all about? 
And, and it, it, it's a lifestyle change. And so this is what we talk about. I have an episode kind of coming up and I kept writing like titles down for episodes that I wanted to do because I love episodes that really are catchy. You know, the title of the episodes, I like for them to be be catchy. And then it's like a, a box of Cracker Jacks. You never know what you're going to get until you actually really open up the episode and listen to it. So today we're just being real clear about what it's about all the way through. And so now we're going to get into it. And so, so why do men on average die before females? There are reasons. And it's, when you look at the ratio of men to women, which is roughly equal to young adulthood, starts to favor women over time. And it's about habit and how we live, and what we do, and socioeconomic situations among the most powerful factors. When we looked into this thing, men tend to take bigger risks. Number one, they take much bigger risks than women. Some of the reasons seems to be, is a science about it, biological destiny. The front lobe of the brain, the part that controls judgment and consideration of an action's consequence, develop more slowly in boys and young men than in their females. Like you see boys climbing fences and jumping out the trees. You rarely will see a woman, a little girl's climbing the fence and jumping out of trees. They're somewhere playing with their Barbie dolls. Okay, or they're somewhere, you know what I'm saying? So you don't see, um, you see more men daredevils, more men stunt you know, stuntmen, you know, you see more men and boys that are apt to just do this. And this may contribute to the fact that far more boys and men, they die in accidents than women. And I know a lot of people probably never thought about that. And what does this do to just take a moment of silence and ask yourself, what is this due to? Well, let's get let's go deeper. And it's not just about that. It's a whole lot. This is just one of the reasons that we look at. And what is it actually really due to? These are things that we must ask ourselves. Okay? Why? Why is these things happening? And so this is due to violence. Girls are not as violent in women as men, so they say. But it has nothing to do with the violence side of things. To me, it doesn't. We want to talk about what are the tendencies that that are included in male behaviors. Well, they like riding motorcycles. Women do too, but more men than women. Um, A lot of times when you look at statistics of drunk drivers, women drive drunk, but you see more men being pulled over. And then they say, okay, homicide. So more men suffer from homicides than females from being killed. This tendency towards lack of judgment and consideration of consequences may contribute to detrimental lifestyle decisions among young men. And that's why we talk about socioeconomic factors um, and then leading to things such as smoking, drinking to, to excess. And it really doesn't have anything so much to do with socioeconomic factors either. It has everything to do with based on science or when we actually look at things and when we start to break things down as to why, what are the contributing factors? One of the contributing factors, again, is men have much more dangerous jobs Men far outnumber women in some of the riskiest occupations, including military combat, firefighting, and working at construction sites. And just hold on. We're going to get to the meat and the bones of keeping you here. This is about what the statistics are and the facts are. 
But then we're going to go into how we keep our men here and what lifestyle changes and habit changes relatable to nutrition will keep you here. Because we, now we're going to get into the disease aspect. Okay, more men die of heart diseases more often at a younger age. In fact, men are 50% more likely than women to die of heart diseases. The fact that men have lower estrogen levels than women may be part of the reason. But medical risks such as poorly treated high blood pressure or unfavorable cholesterol levels may contribute as well because a lot of times people, men don't go to the doctor as much as women do. Men will go to men, a woman will go to the doctor before a man. And men are larger creatures than women across species, all across, you know, all across the world and life and things of that. Most of the species are larger. Animals, even animals, tend to die younger than smaller ones. Although the magnitude of this effect is uncertain in humans, it may work against male longevity. Okay, because you got to look at your bas- your, your uh mass body index you have to look at those things like what's the difference if you're carrying too much weight and this is something we've talked about about testosterone these are different things and life is stressful life life is super stressful it's and and at this time more than any time in the history of the world this is one of the most stressful times that is not that we've known as human beings. We've got people dying every day. Hospital ICUs full, full to the brim, all over the world because of coronavirus. Because of that, and this is true that these things are happening, and that is enough. Besides, besides for living in the world that we already live in, with the stresses, that depression is considered more. And this is something that's considered more common among women, and women take more non-fatal suicide attempts. So, like, when they decide, and it's a statistic about it. Some attribute this to the tendency for men to avoid seeking care for depression and cultural norms that discourage men from seeking help for mental illness. A woman will go and get help before a man. The statistics are there. And sometimes being less socially connected for reasons that aren't entirely clear. People with fewer and weaker social connections, which tend to include men often than women, tend to have higher death rates. And when I started reading this, I was blown away. And so what happened was I was reading this. And I said, okay, so what are we going to do about all this? We got to dig deep. We got to think deep. And we need to do some serious research on how and why and what the three W's. Well, I call them the three W's. I learned that in school. According to the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, men are more likely to skip routine health screens and less far likely than women to have seen a doctor of any kind during the previous year. And so this right here is an uneven playing field for boys starting early. And it we, we even took it down to the science of the Y chromosomes tend to develop mutation more often than the X chromosomes and lack of a second X chromosome in men means that the X link abnormal abnormalities among boys are not masked by a second normal version. So we relate that to survival in the womb is also less reliable for male fetuses for uncertain and probable multiple reasons Developmental disorders are more common among boys 
Some of this could shorten life expectancy. And I, and I was like, what the heck? I need to make sure that we look at the science. I need to make sure we connect it to nutrition. And that is what this is about, connecting nutrition to the science. And it's all evidence-based. It's not something that we're just telling you to, it's not something that we're just telling you to go and um, to go and to, to go and do is not something we're doing any of that. We're not doing that. So it's not something that we're doing. We're telling you this is really based on science and we're bringing the truth to you. So what can we do to help our men live longer? Okay. While there's not much that can be done about some of these factors, others are modifiable. Others, there's other things that we can do by habit change and taking time to understand the things that we can do better. For example, since men tend to avoid medical care far more often than women, getting men to report symptoms. Like, you know, how are you feeling? Do you ever wake up and say, baby, how are you feeling today? I ask my husband every day, how does he feel? I ask him every single day, how do you feel? You know, let me check in and see what's going on with you. Just because you look okay doesn't mean you feel okay. It doesn't. And so sometimes it's about talking and checking in and getting, getting our men to go for regular follow-ups for chronic medical problems and being on your medication, such as high blood pressure, can counter some of the tendencies for them, for men, to die younger. It's also worth noting that survival gaps between men and women reflect an average tendency among large numbers of people. In fact, plenty of wives predecease their husbands. They, that, you know, meaning that they die before their husbands. And these are some of the risk factors. Smoking, diabetes, and a strong family history of breast cancer cannot weigh the general tendency for women to live longer. Okay? And so that's another episode that we will talk about. That's another segment we're going to talk about, about those risk factors for women. But right now, men, we're dedicating this to you. Perhaps we'll be more successful in the future in avoiding preventable premature deaths among men and women if we start to practice a different type of lifestyle. And because many of these efforts will have a bigger impact on men, the gender gap in the elderly may eventually narrow when it comes down to men dying quickly at the numbers before women. And especially as men and women age out where the average gets bigger. So the one thing I want to focus on is understanding the science of our bodies as human beings and men and women. Because some of what I'm going to share for you, with you in depth, I've never gone this deep before, but it's going to be a minute before I get finished with this episode. And, and why? Because I love you and I want to pour into you today. Many of you I will never know. Many of you I'll never meet. Many of you I'll never see. But at least I touched you in some type of way. How does disease start in our bodies? So I want to know how do they start. So I focused on an article I was reading in Live Science. I told you I read and research most of my day. And 75% of my day is spent reading, researching, working on things. I'm like a sponge and I'm constantly on a journey of evolution and learning. I'm constantly, because I want to understand more. Well, however the capacity of, of the human brain is, 
I want to know I'm using it. I want to know that I'm using it for the right reasons in the right ways. And I want to be able to touch people in a meaningful way. So when I started researching this, the common denominator is free radicals. So what are free radicals? Well, we're not talking about radical people running around being radical. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about science. And listen to this. The body is under constant attack from oxidative stress. Oxygen in the body splits into single atoms when unpaired electrons. So what we're saying is that we have one atom. We have atoms and electrons in our bodies. And when they split, electrons like to be paired. So these atoms called free radicals scavenge the body to seek out other electrons so they can become a pair. This causes damage to cell proteins and DNA. That's where it gets started at. And so when this starts, and because of many, when these things start to happen, free radicals are associated with human disease, including cancer, arthrosclerosis, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and many others. And they also may have a link to aging, which has been defined as a gradual accumulation of free radical damage. According to Christopher Wanjek, the bad medicine columnist for live science. (laughs) And that's what we call him. That's what he's referred to. Substances, but he's not a bad person. It's just, just I think it's just something that, because he's a columnist, a colonist, that's that's what his name is, his tagline. Substances that generate free radicals can be found in the food we eat. And that's what we're going to get down to today. Understanding what you eat, why you eat it, and what it does is what we're going to dig into. We're going to go deep into this thing today. And it can, it can be linked to, again, food that we eat, free radicals, medicines we take. And that's the reason why I'm always telling people, do you detox? We Me and my husband drink a detox tea every single morning, every single morning. And I'm going to get more into that, why we drink the tea every morning. And also, it's it's environmental. It could be linked to the air we breathe and the water we drink. According to the the Huntington Outreach Project for Education at Stanford University, these substances include fried foods, alcohol, tobacco, smoke, pesticides, and air pollutants. Free radicals are natural byproducts of chemical processes such as metabolism. According to Dr. Lori Wright, a registered dietitian and an assistant professor of nutrition at the University of South Florida, said basically she thinks of free radicals as waste products from various chemical reactions in the cells that when built up harm the cells of the body. Did you hear that? They harm the cells of the body. And these are waste products from various chemical reactions in cells. Free radicals are also associated with aging. The free radical theory of aging states that we age because of free radical damage over time. Okay, and according to Dr. Lori Wright, free radicals can damage DNA instructional code, causing our new cells to grow incorrectly, leading to aging. Not to say that we're not going to age that we're not going to age naturally, but sometimes you can put twins together and one looks so much older than the other. And it's all about how you take care of your body. 
The body you're in today is going to be the body you're going to be in tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. So if you knew you were damaging your body, would you change it? Would you create habit change? Absolutely. Most of us would. The ones of us that have common sense, we would do it unless we didn't know how. And so that's what this episode is about. But if you had someone to extend an olive, an olive branch to you, you would. You would do it. And if you haven't been doing it, if you listen to this episode, start doing it. Because I'm going to give you some knowledge today. It's going to take me a little bit of time to get through this one today. According to a 2010 article in the Method of Molecular Biology, there are no officially recognized symptoms of oxidative stress. According to naturopathic doctor Donnell Wilson's website, however, symptoms include fatigue. You got a he- are you having a headache? Does noise hurt you? Are you have a sensitivity to noise, memory loss and brain fog, muscle and joint pain, wrinkles and gray hair, vision trouble and decreased immunity. So what you want to start looking at is, is this happening to me? Am I suffering from oxidative stress? Let me repeat it. Some of the symptoms include fatigue, headaches, noise, sensitivity, memory loss, brain fog, muscle and joint pain, wrinkles and gray hair, vision trouble and decreased immunity. If it was something you could do about all of this, besides for aging with time in a normal aging process, would you do it? Yes, you would. So we're going to dive deep. We're going to dive off the diving board and we're going to get into it. But I'm still going to give you as much information as I can along the way. It is not possible to directly measure the amount of free radicals in the body, according to Rice University. According to 2,000 articles in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, there are no indirect methods of measuring oxidative stress, usually involving analysis of the byproducts of the lipid Perioxidation, the article warns that all methods should, and I say it should be used with caution because of lack of accuracy and validity or both. The more recent articles in the methods of molecular biology states that kits for testing, for, I'm sorry, for testing oxidative stress are increasingly available through their accuracy and validity and still under scrutiny. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. That means Let's become informed about what can happen to us if we, if we have habit change. And we're going to get into it because I'm going to give you a lot of food for thought. I'm going to give you a lot of information. When I say a lot, a lot, a lot of information, it's a lot. And I'm going to get to it. Okay, oxidants, okay, can keep free radicals in check. So if you knew you had something running around your body, inside your body, wreaking havoc and doing all kind of stuff, if you knew you had this going on, just think of a villain running all throughout your body, just create, you know, just wreaking havoc on your organs, on wreaking havoc on all the systems of the body. Okay, whether it was your digestive system, your pulmonary system, whether it was all of those things, wouldn't you want to do something about it? Of course you would. Okay, so that's why. We stick to the science, okay? All right. And so let's talk about this. Let's talk about antioxidants on a molecular level. So antioxidants are molecules and cells that prevent free radicals from taking electrons and causing damage. Antioxidants are able to give an electron to a free radical without becoming destabilized themselves. 
thus stopping the free radical chain reaction. You might have to listen to that part two or three times before you really get it, or even more. But it's not so much as that. We're going to help you understand how, what antioxidants, what they are, what they do, and how they help you. Antioxidants are natural substances whose job is to clean up the free radicals. So imagine you putting antioxidants in your body and, and, and they become like a washing machine and they're just ringing and washing out the free radicals and wringing the byproduct out and getting it out your body. Just like fiber cleans up waste products in the intestines, antioxidants clean up free radicals waste in the cells. So we're talking about on a cellular level, level based on science. And, and that's what we're talking about. We're not just talking about um, something we're inventing. No, we're not. We're talking about what science has discovered, okay? What scientists have discovered, what they've written papers on. This is what we're talking about. And that's, that's very important that we do this. So one of the doctors, Dr. Wright, said, well-known antioxidants include beta-carotenes and other catenoids, lutein, Resveratrol, vitamin C, vitamin E, lycopene, and other phytonutrients, which we always talk about. If you don't know what some of this is, go back and listen to some of the other uh, podcasts that in this actual season that I've gotten into. But I'm going to break a whole bunch more of this down. So even if you, you know, once you listen to this, you probably go back and listen to some more stuff. Because we're going we're gonna to get to the meat and bones of all of what I just said. And identify these things that you can use and take and why and how. Our body produces some antioxidants on its own, but it's not a sufficient amount to help us with what we really need. Oxidative stress occurs when there is an imbalance of free radicals and antioxidants. Too many free radicals and too few antioxidants, according to the pharmacogenesis review. So we want to look at that. You know, we want to look and see, what is this about? Antioxidants can be acquired through diet. And that's when now we're about to get to the meat and the bones, okay? We're about to get into what these antioxidants are and how you can take these naturally. Antioxidants are plentiful in fruits and vegetables, especially colorful fruits and vegetables, said Dr. Wright. Some examples include berries, tomatoes, broccoli, spinach, nuts, and green tea. If you just hear me for the first time, okay. But I've been preaching about this since we started our actual first podcast, first or second podcast of these type of foods. But we're going to go deep and we're going to review. We're going to go deeper than I've ever gone. Antioxidants become well-known. They, they actually became super well-known in the 90s like the 1990s when scientists began to realize the possible effects of free, radical, on free radicals on cancer development, atherosclerosis, and other kind of conditions during the subsequent decades, scientists have conducted many studies on the effects of antioxidants mixed with results. Wright gave a few examples, a six-year trial, the age-related eye disease, ARAD, followed Found, followed and found that a combination of vitamin C, vitamin E, beta carotene, and zinc offers some protection against the development of advanced age-related macular degeneration. And that's something. On the other hand, Wright mentioned that a beta carotene trial among Finnish men who were heavy smokers found an increase in lung cancer among those taking beta carotene supplements. 
What's the key word? Supplements. <laughs> we didn't say whole food form. We said supplements. Scientists do not, and we don't talk about that. So just keep listening. Scientists do not completely understand the mixed results from the trials on the exact mechanism that makes antioxidants effective or ineffective against free radicals. Okay, but according to Dr. Wright, the study results suggest that it's more effective and potentially safer to get antioxidants through whole foods rather than supplements. And that's the reason why I said I said supplements. I didn't say whole food. So if you're going to get antioxidants, why not do it through whole foods in a natural whole food form? Okay. So we're going to go deeper so we can start talking about what those foods are. And we're going to identify what they do based on science. According to an article in Biochemical Society Transactions, intense aerobic exercise can induce oxidative stress. So if you're in there killing yourself, oh, I'm trying to get in shape, and you and you doing it, I mean, just putting all of this stress on your muscles. And, you know, when you work out, you do get more oxygen, but then don't do it to the point where it's oxidative stress. Burning fuel and high-intensity cardio exercises cause chemical reactions that make free radicals form at a faster rate. And so just think about people that say it doesn't create as much stress on my body, so I'm doing yoga. Think about that. Or people that say, okay, I'm exercising in moderation. Or I'm going to do an exercise that doesn't create as much stress on my body. So I'll do water aerobics. Think about some of the things that you have heard. This isn't an excuse to skip the gym. However, according to an article in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, frequent exercise training seems to reduce oxidative stress initially brought on by exercise. This is because regular physical exercises enhance oxidative defenses. So you can do it in moderation, but you do it on a re- just do it regularly and don't kill yourself. You know, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Spurred by the, the concern that intense exercise could cause oxidative stress, several studies were conducted to look at the effects of antioxidant supplementation for athletes. The American Journal of Clinical Nutrition article says that supplementing high-intensity exercise with antioxidant supplements produce no beneficial effects. However, regular exercise alone, did you hear that, was enough to build up antioxidant defenses against the initial exercise-induced oxidative stress. Isn't that something? Exercising regularly alone just doing this exercising regularly, this alone was enough to build up antioxidant defenses. So say, for instance, if you decided you were going to go work out three days a week, 20 minutes, are you going to stay in your home and you're going to work out three days a week for 20 minutes? And then you decided, well, I didn't exercise for a week, so I'm going to just do 60 minutes and I'm going to double it up and I'm, I'm going to really get it in and I'm going to make up. Well, the one thing you have to remember is something that you can never get back is time itself. So if you miss those exercises, go back in and do it in moderation. Stay on the schedule you were on. Go back to your 20 minutes. You don't need to do all the other stuff. You don't need to try and kill yourself, okay? The most important thing that you can do is to take care of yourself and do everything in moderation. Do everything 
in moderation because when you start going out of the norm, then what you do is you create havoc in your body, okay? And that's what you don't want to do. You want to stay within the norm. You want to take care of your body, okay? And that's the most important thing, okay? And that's what we're going to talk about even more when we get into what are the antioxidants, okay? And that is something to really think about. I tell people all the time, you know, when we get into um, how we live, what we eat, where we are, I tell people all the time, we live in a world of toxins, which the human body was not designed to live in. If you think about it, people that live in indigenous societies and they live in the rainforest, they're more healthier than people that live in modernized countries because they eat plant-based. They, they eat plant food, uh, foods that are plant-based, and they eat that, and they, they live off of water-based foods, which are foods, plants. That's what they live off. And they, they don't preserve their food. They don't have to. They go out and get what they want. They bring it back and they cook it. And that's what they do. So it's back to the food we eat, the air we breathe, how we live, where we live. So what do we do? Okay, so we went through everything that's wrong. So let's talk about what do we do. And that's the part where I'm going to go to work. We must intentionally and mindfully make an effort at living our best lives. How do we do this? What do we do? Becoming intentional of what we eat. Are we sleeping? Are we exercising? Are we observant of our environment in terms of toxins? What are we bringing home? How, did it, how does this affect our immediate environment? Are we hydrating? Are we hydrating our skin? Are we protecting our skin? As human beings age, they do not put, as, as we age out, we don't put as much effort into our overall appearance, but we must become more mindful of hydrating and protecting our skin. And one of the reasons, the most important reason, is our skin is the largest organ on our body. It's an organ. Moisturizing. Are we buying lotions that are designed to give us maximum hydration? Or are we buying lotions and topicals because they smell good? Now, which one are we doing? I'll be teaching you more about this as we get into our upcoming podcast about taking care of the skin inside and out. We'll be getting more into that, but right now we focus in on, we're going to stay on course, and we're going to go deeper. Let's look at the nutritional side of this thing, and not only what you should eat, but also why should you eat these foods, these suggested foods that are backed by science. And relatable to the, the foods that we're going to talk about, they're relatable to muscle building, brain enhancing, wrinkle erasing, heart strengthening, bone protecting, immunity boosting. Hello, hello, my men. <laughs> Inflammation fighting foods you should be eating every day. Some, some of what we talk, in some way or another, this should be incorporated into your diet. Some type of way. Go to the grocery store. Everything I'm saying, write it down and figure out a diet plan, how you want to do it. Not a, not a diet. Take that out. A lifestyle change. And if you can't figure it out, guess what I'm doing? If you can't figure it out, you know what I'm doing? I'm actually, at what, something that you can access through our website is there's a university link that we have, the Auspicious Wellness University, which is it's not an actual accredited university. It's our university, and it's about what to eat, you know, like demonstrations of some of the foods that we actually eat. 
um, some of the recipes, how to put it together, more in-depth information for you. You know what I'm saying? And also planners and also exercises to help you look at everything on paper and understand why do you have reactions to certain things? What, what foods help us? What foods keep us healthy? And it's all based on science, but it's there for you because I can't coach everybody all the time. So what I've done is done a lot of work around a lot of the episodes that are going to be coming up and we're actually creating modules that some of them are six weeks courses, eight week courses, 10 week courses. And you'll be able to find this on our auspicious wellness um, website. You'll be able to go in and look at this and say, you know what, I want to know more about what she's talking about. And then if there's a module, if there's an actual um, platform that we created for you in the university, you'll be able to go in and see that. But not just that one, you'll be able to see more as we're releasing them. And so this is some of what we've been working on in our infrastructure all of November and they're releasing. <laughs> and I can't wait to announce it. Okay, so anyway, so let's go to the first one. The first uh, superfood is almonds. These energy-rich snacks lower bad cholesterol. Hello, men, bad cholesterol, <laughs> thanks to plant sterols, and benefit diabetics by lowering blood sugar. They're also rich in amino acids, which bolster testosterone levels and muscle growth. Testosterone and muscle growth? Come on, my men. Almonds are also stuffed with vitamin E, which helps defend against sun damage. Because, you know, a lot of times we get skin cancer and we're in the sun too much. We're not taking care of ourselves like we should, you know, and that's something to think about. In a study, volunteers consume 14 milligrams of the vitamins, about 20 almonds per day. When they were exposed to the UV light, they burned less than those who took none. Okay, so they end up getting uh Skin burns, you know what I'm saying? So they end up being burned by the UV lights from the sun. And so this is what, so they end up getting sunburn. And because vitamin E is an antioxidant, it also works to keep your arteries free of dangerous free radicals. Low levels of vitamin E are also associated with poor memory performance and cognitive decline, says dietitian Sari Greaves of New York Presbyterian Hospital, Cornell. So these little almonds, think about that, what they can do to help us in so many areas of, our, of, of life as our men and women and human beings, okay? Almonds. The next one is one of my favorite, flax seeds. And I'm actually, um, I usually use it in blend. I usually take the oil by teaspoon, and if, I mean by tablespoon. And if I don't do that, then when I'm blending up a smoothie, then I make sure to put that in there. And I've got some um, recipes that I'm going to be demonstrating in the university of all kind of stuff that uh, we're making and doing. Okay, so flax seeds are rich in protein and fiber. These little seeds offer a payload of omega-3 fatty acids, which erase spots and iron out fine lines in the skin. Okay, the British Journal of Nutrition reported that participants in one study who drowned about a half a teaspoon of omega-3 daily and six weeks experienced significant less irritation and redness along with better hydrated skin. A recent study of people with high cholesterol greater than 240 milligrams compared statin treatment with eating 20 grams of flaxseed a day. After 60 days, those eating flaxseed did just as well as those on statins. 
Try sprinkling a like ground flaxseed on your oatmeal, yogurt, and your salads. Like for us, we're big uh, salad people. My husband, he is a chef at making salads. I've never seen someone make the most beautiful salads as my husband. So when he's making these salads, I'm always sliding that. I'm going to be sliding and always sliding the flaxseed, you know, because you can buy it at the grocery store. You, you can buy it at the health food store. And what I do, um, I'm going to give tell you something I do. I buy it, then I come home, I blend it up in the blender so it'll be more powdery, and then I just sprinkle it on what I want to eat, okay, or put it in what I'm, you know, do whatever I'm preparing, I'll put it in there. Okay, so let's go to another one, tomatoes. There are two things you need to know about tomatoes. Red vegetables and tomatoes are the best because they're packed with more antioxidants, lycopene, and, pre- and processed tena- tomatoes are just as potent as fresh ones because it's easier for the body to absorb the lycopene. Studies show that a diet rich in lycopene can decrease your risk of bladder, lung, prostate, skin, and stomach cancer, as well as reduce the risk of coronary artery disease. And on top of that, help eliminate skin aging free radicals caused by ultraviolet, ultra, ultraviolet rays, UV light. Cooked tomatoes and tomato paste work best, said, you know, you got to look at even celebrity trainers. I don't want to say who, but celebrity trainers are even stating this as well. Sweet potatoes, often confused with yams, so make sure you're getting sweet potatoes and not yams. <laughs> These are one of the healthiest foods on the planet. In addition to countering the effect of secondhand smoke and preventing diabetes, sweet potatoes also contain glutathione, an antioxidant that can enhance nutrient metabolism and immune system health, as well as protect against Alzheimer's, Parkinson's disease, liver disease, cystic fibrosis, HIV, cancer, heart attack, and stroke. What's more, they're loaded with vitamin C, which smooths out wrinkles by stimulating the production of collagen. A recent study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that volunteers who consume 4 milligrams of vitamin C, that's about a half a sweet potato, daily for three years, decrease the appearance of wrinkles by 11%. Whew. <laughs> Do you know something? That's something I've been thinking about. I just wonder if you can grind up, grind up uh, sweet potatoes and turn them into a paste and put them on your face as a treatment. <laughs> I'm serious. I've been thinking about that. I'm really, really happy. I think I'm going to try it. I'll get back to you guys and let you know in another episode what happened. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Um, spinach. It may be green and leafy, but spinach is a renowned muscle builder. So you know you men, you want those muscles, you better start eating some spinach more and more and more. It's also the ultimatum man food. The, health, the heart health equivalent of a first ballot Hall of Famer spinach is replete with essential minerals, potassium, magnesium. It's one of the top sources of lutein, an antioxidant that might help prevent clogged arteries. Plus, its vitamins and nutrients can bolster bone mineral density, attack prostate cancer cells, reduce the risk of skin tumors, fight colon, fight colon cancer, and last but not least, increase the blood flow to the penis. Come on, my man. You know what they say? Popeye the sailor and his spinach. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever, um, I don't know, whoever made that Popeye the Sailor, um, they must have knew a little bit more about the science of spinach or something because 
<laughs> got to remember that, relate that to that. Rosemary, the carcinic acid found in spice, has been shown to reduce stroke risks in mice by 40%, according to a study published in the Journal of Neurochemistry. Carcinic acid appears to set off a process that shields brain cells from free radical damage, which can worsen the effect of a stroke. It can also protect against degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and the general effect of aging. So start using this in your salad. You know, go to the store, get just rosemary, just start sprinkling on your salad. Just don't cook it. Just sprinkle it on the food itself. And, you know, if you're getting it uh, fresh, whole, let it dry out, put it in the blender and blend it up as a, as a uh, spice in a powder and then take it and put it, you know, take it and put it on the shelf and label it and put it in, you know, one of a pla- small plastic container and label it or get you a shaker and label that. And then that's part of the process. That's part of the process. Because if we can find something to eat and that will help reduce stroke, like they said, in mice and protect against degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, and aging. So let's put it in our salad. Let's do that. One of my favorites, and you all know that I that we eat salmon every single week. We do it. We do. And a four-ounce serving of salmon has approximately 2,000 milligrams of docosohexic you know, I can't say that, but it's DHA. Because every time I try to say all these words, my tongue is crossed up. And you guys know I'm tongue-tied on some things, so just work with me a little bit, Okay. Okay, and so the other one, EPA, is another, these two, the DHA and the EPA, I, I, I wish, I'm going to try to say it, Icosopentaenoic, okay, I hope I said it right, um, also, this acid is known as EPA, okay, and the other one, I'm going to try to say it right, the docosohexaenoic acid, known as DHA, I did that one pretty good, also, is one of the omega-3 fatty acids that serve as oil for the brain's hardware by helping nerve cells communicate with each other. 35% of your brain consists of fatty acids like these, but they can decline as the years go past, as we exist as humans, as we get older. So a 2008 University of Cincinnati study, for instance, found that brain tissue of 65 to 80-year-olds contained 22% less DHA than the brain tissue of a 29 to 35-year-old. If you want to keep, you know, existing and remembering, start consuming some omegas. Start consuming these. You know, like, um, did you know that CBD oil has naturally has omegas in them as well? A lot of people didn't know that. Uh, nutrition researcher at the University of South Dakota, why is looked at why is do we tell people to get the wild caught the wild caught salmon, Alaskan salmon? And I'm gonna tell you why. Because farm fish, the fish that people have fish farms, they're fattened with soy. And soy can be as high in an implemented in Uh, inflammatory omega-6 fats as a cheeseburger. So just work with me because sometimes I try to say things and I get tongue-tied. But guess what? I work through it. I don't care. I work through it because 
you gotta you you get you can't be you gotta overcome your fears and you can't be afraid to do something because you're going to something's gonna happen. You just work through it. So I'm a person that believes in helping people work through things and my actions I demonstrate my actions of what I tell people to do. I work through things until I can get through it. And so you guys be patient with me. I am tongue tied, but I work on it. <laughs> if and okay, so let's get back to um, this other thing, I'm going to go over this again. Why is wild caught Alaskan salmon better and more nutritious for you than farmed fish, which are fattened with soy? Because it's high in inflammatory omega-6 fats as a cheeseburger. If in doubt, opt for sockeye salmon, which can be farmed. And it's, it, can't, it cannot be farmed, I'm sorry. And it's always wild. Sockeye salmon, they can't grow it on a farm. They can't raise it on a farm, and it's always wild. Aim for at least two servings a week, said dietitian Joan Selge Blake, author of Nutrition for You. Hey, Joan. <laughs> Blueberries. This potent little fruit can help prevent a range of diseases from cancer to heart disease. The directors of research at Precision Nutrition in Toronto, Canada, think of blueberries as an anti-rust for your gray matter. Besides being rich in fiber and vitamin A and C, they're also packed with antioxidants. Only a sigh, an, Amazon, an Amazonian berry contains more that neutralizes the free radicals that cause neuronal misfires. You, and we talked about that earlier um, in the episode. So go back and refer to that when the cells split out. Eat a cup a day. Opt for wild blueberries whenever possible as they contain 20 percent 26% more antioxidants than cultivated varieties. So stick to your blueberries or if you can get the acai berries that come from an Amazon forest and do that. Green tea, and I've been, I've talked about uh, green tea releases catechins and antioxidant with proven anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer properties. Research found that drinking 2 to 6 cups a day may not only help prevent skin cancer, but also reverse the effects of sun damage by neutralizing the change that appears in sun-exposed skin. Other studies show also that green tea infused with another antioxidant called epigallocatechins, EGCG, okay, it's called epigallocatechins gallate, EGCG, can boost your cardiovascular health and reduce the risk of most type of cancers. And, and we do have a supplement that we have EGCGN. And it's going to come up in the commercial break because after it's almost an hour gone past. And I told you this one was going to be long and it's going to go over an hour. Okay, in like an hour and 30 minutes maybe. And the reason why is because I'm going to give you a whole grocery list of things that you're going to buy and can buy and know why you're buying it and know what it does. And you can keep listening to this podcast over and over until you get it. And you don't have to do it in one day. Take your time. Take your time. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate contains flavonoids, a natural nutrient in cocoa, improves blood flow in the brain, which helps boost cognitive functions. Plus, dark chocolate contains a tannin called procyanidin which is also found in red wine that helps keep your arteries flexible and your blood pressure low. It helps on the outside, too. In a study from the Journal of Nutrition, women who drank cocoa fortified with chocolate bars 
worth of flavonoids had better skin texture and stronger resistant to UV rays than those who drank significantly fewer flavanols. Indulge at least in one ounce a day to get all the benefits, said dietitian Sarah Grease of New York Presbyterian Hospital Cornell. Tuna. That's another one. Your favorite deli sandwich has a little secret. Selenium. This nutrient helps preserve elastins, a protein that keeps your skin smooth and tight. The antioxidant is also believed to buffer against the sun. It stops free radicals created by UV exposure from damaging cells. Tuna is also a great source of protein. It contains no trans fat, and a three-ounce serving of chunk light contains 11 milligrams of heart health niacin, which has been shown to help lower cholesterol and help your body process fat. The University of Rochester Researchers determined that niacin raises HDL cholesterol, that's the good kind, and lowers triglycerides more than statin alone. Carrots. Think of carrots as an orange wonder war. Just think of it as the orange, the beautiful orange vegetable. Good for the eyeballs and good for clearing up breakouts. No magic here. It's nothing magic about it. It just has plenty of vitamin A, which prevents overproduction of cells in the skin's outer layer. That means fewer dead cells to combine with sebum and clogged pores. They also spark, they're also, they, they're, they also contain a lot of catenoids, fat-soluble compounds that are associated with a reduction in a wide range of cancers, as well as a reduced risk and severity of inflammatory conditions such as asthma and rheumatoid arthritis. Now let's let's talk about something here. Remember when I was tongue tied and I said you got to work through it? Now I'm just breezing through that word, inflammatory, because it's always been a, it, I've always been tongue tied about it, but let's work through our difficulties. Dry plums, also known as prunes. Ooh, these dark shrivelers are rich in copper and boron, both of which can help prevent osteoporosis. They also contain a fiber called inulin. Okay, which makes which when broken down by intestine bacteria makes for a more acidic environment in the digestive tract that in turn facilitates calcium absorption. Whole grains, whole grain, oatmeal, wheat flour, barley, brown rice are high in fibers, which calm inflamed tissues while keeping the heart strong. The colon healthy brain. This is full for your brain. Whole grains can be loaded with carbs, but the release of those sugars is slower by the fiber. And because they can pack as much as 10 grams of protein per one half cup serving, they also deliver steady muscle energy building. But not all breads and crackers advertised as whole grain are the real deal. So make sure that you read when you like when you're getting read the label. And so those that aren't whole grain can be high in fat when it. And that all alone right there can increase inflammation. So make sure that you, when you're going to buy your whole grains, and then also make sure that when you do that, you sprinkle a little flaxseed on it. Just remember, okay, so I'm going to get some oatmeal. And then I'm going to put a little, uh, when I get through making it, I'm going to just put some flaxseed on it. You see what I'm saying? How easy it could be when you start, you know, putting stuff together. And like I said, in our Auspicious Wellness University, we're going to be demonstrating a lot of stuff that you can do. Okay, red wine. Swimming in Rivestrotrol, 
a natural compound that lowers LDL, that's the bad cholesterol, and raises HDL, which is a good cholesterol, which prevents blood clots. Red wine can truly be a lifesaver, a research review in alcoholism. Clinical and experimental research, for instance, suggests that Revestatrol may prevent or delay the onset of chronic disease, but limit your intake to two drinks a day, according to a study of over 6,000 patients in the Journal of American Medical Association. You're 97% more likely to reach your 85th birthday if you keep your daily alcohol consumption to fewer than three drinks. I mean, like for me, I can have one drink in a month and I'm good. Because <laughs> I'm not real good when it comes to putting stuff in my system. It's just a little too clean. Uh, and vinegar... Is a ro- Van Roge is also a rich source of flavonoids, antioxidants that help protect the lining of blood vessels in your heart. It may make you less likely to die of cardiovascular disease, according to Japanese researchers. So we call it Van Rouge. It's also a rich source of flavonoids. So it's spelled V-I-N-R-O-G-E. So if you want to pick something, some of that up, okay. Now this one is pretty deep, yogurt. Various cultures claim yogurt as their own creation, but 2000 is the 2000, this 2000 year old food health benefits are not disputed. Fermentation spawns hundreds of millions of probiotic organisms that serve as reinforcements to keep the battalions of beneficial bacteria in your body, which keeps your digestive tract healthy and your immune system in top form and provide protection against cancer. Not all yogurts are prebiotic. So make sure that when you buy your yogurt, that it says prebiotic yogurt. Okay, so we're not saying all yogurts. Just make sure it says prebiotic yogurt. Avocados, they're, they're full of monosaturated fats. Avocados deliver a double barrier blast to LDH, the LDL cholesterol, the bad kind. So they're just blasting it out of there. It's also rich in folate, a water-soluble B vitamin that helps lower the level of homeocysteine see that homeocysteine is an amino is also an amino acid that can hinder the flow of blood through blood vessels eat one fourth cup twice a day make sure you eat that okay and so walnuts they're richer in heart health omega-3s than salmon they're loaded with more anti-inflammatory polyphenols than red wine and packing half as much muscle building protein as chicken so the walnut sounds like a frankenfood, but it grows on trees. Other nuts combine only one or two of these features, not all. So a serving of walnuts, about one ounce or seven nuts, is good anytime, but especially as a post-workout recovery snack for muscle recovery. So, you know, just get you a big bag of, of walnuts. And what you do, you're going to learn more about that in the university. We're going to tell you about food prep and keep you some with your dorm in your purse. Throw them in your, you know, just wrap them up and put, put you, you know, wrap them up, put them in plastic, put them in one of the plastic tiny complainers, I mean containers, and put it in your purse. You know what I'm saying? You'd be surprised. Or you could just chop them up just a little bit and make the food just taste even better when you're doing your salad. You just be surprised that food prep is everything. It's everything. Turmeric. Sir Cummins, the polyphenol that gives turmeric is tang and yellow hue has anti cancerous properties, anti-inflammatory effects, and tumor-fighting activities known as nutrition speaks as antigenesis 
As anti-geogenesis, researchers at UCLA have found that it helps deter the accumulation of amyloid, okay, plaque in the brain. So that's what amyloid is. It's tiny blockages that may cause Alzheimer's disease. Turmeric's prevalence in India. So if you think of people in India, did you not know that people in India are more healthier then this statistic is about 13% in the United States, according to the Alzheimer's Association. And they pair it with pepper and curries. Adding black pepper to turmeric or turmeric spice food enhances circumens, the bioavailability to your body by 1,000 times due to black pepper's hot property called pepperin. So what you said, this is uh, from a nutritionist, Stacey Kennedy of the Dana-Faber Cancer Institute. So that's another thing that we're going to be able to share with you, that blend and how to put that one, putting that one together. So that's something that's really would be great and is good for our men, our women, and people on a whole. Black beans, people who eat one to three ounce servings of black beans a day decrease their risk of heart attack by 38%. According to a study in the Journal of Nutrition, and while other beans are also good for your heart, none can boost your brain power like black beans. That's because they're full of antioxidants, and it's called anthocyanins. Uh, and it's the antioxidant compound that has been shown to improve brain function. They're also packed with superstar nutrients, including protein, healthy fats, folate, magnesium, um, B vitamins, potassium, and fiber. You know, because a lot of times um, I'm experimenting on something, and I'm going to share it with um, everyone. I'm, I'm learning how to actually make black bean patties, you know, like a veggie patties made of black beans. So I'm working on that, too. I'm just a lot of stuff I'm working on. <laughs> okay. I'm, I mean, we're getting through this. It's been an hour and nine minutes. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the recording devices in studio. It's been an hour and nine minutes, but I'm committed to getting us through this in an hour and 30 minutes. I'm not even going to play the commercial today. I'm just not going to do it. I'm getting us through it because guess what? We need our men. When your grandbaby tells you about our, our grandfather's going to be around the uncles, the brothers, the fathers, trust and believe it's time to get up and go to work. And I'm working an apple a day. Apples reduce swelling of all kinds. Thanks to crescentin, a flavonoid also found in the skin of red onions. Crescentin reduces the risk of allergies, heart attacks, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, prostate. Uh-huh. Think about that, prostate. And lung cancers, given the choice, opt for red delicious. They contain the most inflammation-fighting antioxidants. So go get your red delicious apples. Alaskan king crab, high in protein, low in fat. The sweet flesh of the king crab is spiked with zinc. Now, you know people have related taking zinc to help with the uh, coronavirus. A whooping 7 milligrams per 3.5 ounce serving. Zinc is an antioxidant, but more importantly, it helps support healthy bone mass and immune function. Ooh, didn't I just say that? <laughs> okay. Pomegranates. The juice from the biblical fruit of many seeds can reduce your risk of most cancer. Thanks to polyphenols called elegans, which give the fruit its color. In fact, remember when we said anything, the more red, the more the, more the fruit is red or whatever has more red in it or if it's a vegetable, is even more healthier in antioxidants, which give the fruit is this, this, um, this is something we need to really think about. Relate red. 
When you go to grocery store, and I didn't talk about red processed foods. I'm talking about when you get over in the section of the fruits and the vegetables. In fact, a recent study at UCLA found that pomegranate juice slows the growth of prostate cancer cells by a factor of six. So imagine us taking pomegranate juice and mixing it up with a bunch of more stuff for a smoothie, which is what we do. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of this stuff with you guys if you're getting in the portal and you want to buy this course. It's going to be, I think it's six weeks or eight weeks. I don't know what it's going to come all out to, how many weeks will go into it. But imagine if we gave you a meal plan for six to eight weeks and how it could really change some things in in actually in a positive light. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take what I'm giving to you and we're going to reinforce it with recipes. Well-researched recipes. It's going to take me some time to get all these recipes together and get everything together. And we'll announce it in the, we'll actually announce it in the podcast on social media. Follow us on social media. My social media is Deborah Smith Torrance. Is no, Debbie Smith Torrance. You'll find us on mostly all the uh, social medias. If you don't find me that way, look for Auspicious Wellness. You'll find me one way or another. And I usually announce things. I'm the kind of person to take our time because we want to get it right. I don't like rushing. I like to just take my time. And I'm excited because we're almost through. Um, bok choy. This crunchy, crefestious vegetable is more than the filler that goes with shrimp and brown sugar. Boy chuck. Boy choy is rich in bone-building calcium as well as vitamin C, Na, folic acid, iron, beta-carotene, and potassium. Celebrity trainer Teddy Bass, thank you. Potassium keeps your muscle and nerves in check when lowering your blood pressure, and research suggests that beta-carotene also can reduce the risk of both lung and bladder cancer as well as, a mac- as, well as macular degeneration. Mm. Oysters. Shellfish in general is an excellent source of zinc, calcium, copper, iodine, iron, potassium, selenium. But the creamy flesh of the oyster stands apart for its ability to elevate testosterone levels and protect against prostate cancer. So I I think I'm going to go back and say thank you, Teddy Bass, again. Oysters, shellfish in general. So keep up with that. So shellfish in general is what I'm trying to tell you. I'll say it one more time. Why shellfish? Because it's an excellent source of zinc, calcium, copper, iodine, iron, potassium, selenium. But the creamy flesh of the oyster stands apart. Why? Because of its wonderful ability to elevate testosterone levels and also protect against prostate cancer. So that's that's huge. If we all know what our men go through when they have to go for treatment for prostate cancer. The symptoms, the, everything is horrible. It's, it's a horrible cancer for our men to have to deal with and seeing them deal with that and not knowing the certainty of if they'll be around tomorrow. And as men age out, it's more prevalent as men get older. And so let's try and be as preventative as possible. We're not saying that all these things are going to make sure you never get a disease, but let's just give yourself a fighting chance in case you do. One cup of broccoli contains a healthy dose of calcium as well as moonigans and potassium. uh, I'm so tired of talking, but I'm keeping going. Prosperous, magnesium, and iron. And that, in addition to its high concentration of vitamins, including A, C, and K, and the phytonutrients, okay? 
sulforaphane, which studies at John Hopkins University suggests has a powerful anti-cancerous properties. So, hey, one cup of broccoli a week is not going to kill you. It may just keep you alive. Eat it anyway. It, you know, and, there's, and I'm going to share some great recipes that I made for broccoli. <laughs> okay, kiwis. They're like bananas. These fuzzy fruit is high in bone-protecting potassium. They're also rich in vitamin C, lutein, and also cardinoids that also help reduce the risk of heart disease. Try to at least eat one or two a week after exercising. Okay, and another thing you could do is you could freeze them as well. And it gives you, and, and also keep the skin on it. And it's edible and it's packed with nutrients. It's power packed with nutrients. Another thing that I do is I freeze bananas. And I'm, once you get into, you know, taking some courses with me, you understand why I freeze them and what I do with the frozen bananas. <laughs> Olive oil. The extra virgin variety is rich in beneficial monounsaturated fats. Its fatty acids and polyphenols reduce inflammation in cells and joints. A study in the journal Nature found that it's as effective as Advil as reducing inflammation. So somebody told you, okay, well, you know something, I've got some pain in my joints and stuff. Okay, so why not make a salad and that salad is in the refrigerator and it's done with olive oil? You know, that you're making actual natural um, vinaigrette, that you're making natural vinaigrette, and you're using some of the spices I'm telling you about. And then when you need a snack, you go in the refrigerator and you get it. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about, that type of lifestyle. You love your man, put a little extra energy in it. Come on in here and let me teach you some of the things we've been doing that's been helping my family for a long time, and I'm so excited about it. Now, here's something that I know the men's ears are going to be wide open about because we almost do. Leaks, spelled L-E-E-K-S, can support sectional functioning and reduce the risk of prostate cancer. According to Michael Dan Osinger, MD, Assistant Professor of Medicine and Obesity Researchers, Tufts New England Medical Center in Boston, chops the green part of a medium leak into thin ribbons and add it to your soup, your sautés, and salads as often as possible. These, these scallion-like cousins to garlic and onions are also packed with bone-bolstering, thiamine, riboflavin, riboflavins, calcium, potassium. And they're also rich in folic acid and also vitamin B that studies have shown to lower the level of artery damage, amino acids, homocysteine in the blood. And the next one is going to be, this is also... Before we even get to the next one, let me just tell you, this energy kick on this, this leaks. One thing you don't want to do is don't peel the skin. It's edible also, and it's packed with nutrients. So make sure that you take care of that. That's really important that when you're, you know, really, really, really um, eating these type of vegetables. A lot of times they tell you to keep this peel on because a lot of stuff, there's more nutrients in the peel than actually on the inside. Now, we'll go over some of that stuff. You know, we'll go over it later of how we do some of the things, some of the recipes, and how we prepare them and why we prepare them the way we prepare them. Artichokes, they're loaded for centuries as aphrodisiac. They've been known to be loaded for centuries and centuries as aphrodisiac. This fiber-rich plant contains more bone-building magnesium and potassium than any other vegetable on the planet. 
Its leaves are also rich in flavonoids and polyphenols. So if you were growing them, wouldn't you just take the leaves, let them dry up, and then turn around and, you know, blend them to a powder, put it on your food? Antioxidants that could cut the risk of stroke is in these leaves and these polyphenols as a flavonoid. The vitamin C, which helps maintain the immune system, and you can eat them as often as you can. Right ones feel heavy for their size and squeaked when squeezed. So if you want a real good one, it should be heavy, and it should squeak a little bit when you squeeze it. <laughs> yeah, listen to it good. <laughs> Don't think I'm crazy, but let's get on with it. Chili peppers. Chili stimulate the metabolism, act as a natural blood thinner, and it also helps relieve endorphins. Plus, they're a great way to add flavor to food without increasing fat or calorie content. Chilies are also rich in beta carotene, which turn into a vitamin A in the blood and fight infections, as well as capsaicin, which inhibits neuropeptides, chemicals that cause inflammation. A recent study in the journal Cancer Research found that hot peppers even have antiprostate cancer properties. All this from a half a chili pepper or one tablespoon of chili flakes every day. So imagine having recipes around chili peppers because you can. One thing that I'm looking into and I want to work on is I want to do a blend of tea which contains chili peppers. I want to do that. Something that you can drink uh, to also go along with flavonoids from tea. And I'm working on it. <laughs> Ginger. Contrary to popular belief, a piquant addition to so many Asian dishes isn't a root or in it's, it's a stem. It's not a root, it is a stem, but it gets thick, which means it contains living compounds that improve your health. Among this, one of the best things about it is also a gingerol, a cancer suppressor that studies have shown to be particularly effective against the, uh, well, I'm just going to say effective against that of the colon. That's another word, but I'm not using it. Chop ginger or grind it fresh and add to soy marinated fish or chicken as often as you can. The more you can handle, the better. We do have some recipes around ginger as well, fresher ginger. And it's in some of the drinks that we're making. And it's not um, the drinks that we're making, um, they're not um, actually smoothies. It's a different kind of drink. And it's to help you with weight management and also to help you with energy. Cinnamon, known for making dessert sweet and Indian food complex. Cinnamon is rich in antioxidant that inhibit blood clotting and bacterial growth, included in bad breath. So cinnamon is real good for people with bad breath. But sometimes you should also go to the doctor because it, be it, it could be a problem with your teeth that you're having bad breath. Most of the times it is. Or you may be sick. So you always have to stay on top of prevention, keeping your teeth cleaned, and also going to the doctor when you start to have symptoms. Don't wait until it's unbearable. Studies also suggest that it may help stabilize blood sugar, reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes, says dietitian Nancy Clark. And she, Nancy Clark is the author, and she's into sports medicine. What's more, and what's more, it may help reduce bad cholesterol. Try half a teaspoon a day in yogurt or oatmeal. You know, just, just let it, you know, once you, once you uh, cook your oatmeal, then take a half a teaspoon and put it on top of your oatmeal, just like that, and just stir it up and eat it. Or just put you a half a teaspoon in your yogurt. It's all kind of things that you could do. Okay, eggs. We're almost done. I'm so proud. We're almost done. Those who have eggs for breakfast lose 65% more weight than those who don a bagel breakfast with the same number of calories. 
According, this is my favorite, and I always cook me some eggs. According to a study in the International Journal of Obesity, eat the yolk. Two recent studies have proven that fat in the yellow part is important to keep you satiated. And the benefits of its minerals and nutrient outweigh its cholesterol effects. So I'm always beating up some eggs and cooking them. And I always try when my grandchildren come over, I always, if they're over for the weekend, I always fix them a big breakfast and I always make sure it has eggs in it. Always. Cause you know what? We get down to the culture of things. We get down to the tradition of, of things of breaking bread together, not walking and eating, sitting down together, having some of the most, um, meaningful conversation at the breakfast table, dinner table, just taking some time and pouring into these babies, the loved ones. So my baby could be up here talking about this is my second grandchild that I've had to come on the show and talk about what they want to do, how they want to change the world, what's important to them. You know what I'm saying? Get Dig into your family, your children, your lineage, pour into them and pour into, just as I'm pouring into hopefully you and your family and help you to create some healthy traditions Let's, let's, let's keep this thing going. Don't make it whereas I'm just uh, expending all this knowledge and taking this time and this energy, and then it just goes out the door. Get a pencil and paper and write something down and incorporate it somewhere. And if you don't feel you could do it on your own, then take up one of our training courses, whether it's six weeks, four weeks, eight weeks. This one I'm going to do something a big, in a big way in, inside the website, and I'll let you know when it's ready. And so figs, we're almost done. They're packed with potassium, manganese, and antioxidant. This fruit also helps support proper pH levels in the body, making it more difficult for pathogens, um, pathogens to invade. Plus, the fiber in figs can lower insulin and blood sugar levels, reducing the risk of diabetes and metabolic syndrome. Select figs with dark skin. They contain more nutrients. Remember I told you about the darker the skin, the more redder, the more nutrients. And eat them alone or add them to trail mix. Grass-fed beef. Nothing beats pure protein when it comes to building muscle. The problem with most stored with, with most store-brought beef, however, is the majority of cattle are grain-fed, which gives their meat a relatively high ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. That, in turn, contributes to inflammation. Fatty acids in grain-fed beef, on the other hand, are schooled towards omega-3 varieties. Such beef also contains conju- conjugated linoleic acid, CLA, which studies have shown help reduce belly fat and build lean muscle. So make sure that you, you know, I guess I I would say for people, and this is something that my family had done for years. And so, hi, baby. (laughs) Speaking of my husband. And you want to say hi? No, you're so bashful. Come on, babe. Say hi. Come over here and say hi. (laughs) Now this has turned to a family thing. Hi, everybody. How this, y'all doing? <laughs> this is my husband, Keith Torrance. And so he knows this episode is really about him and the men in the world and what my grandbaby said, that she wants to help the men live longer, the grandfathers, the uncles, the brothers, the men in the world. And she wants them to be around so she can love them and take care of them. So this is this is dedicated to the men in the world. Come on, men. And so when you buy your beef... Wouldn't it be beautiful if you could go and buy your cow, frozen cow, and you'd be able to ask the meat packer, what type of beef is this? Is, is this one grass-fed? 
And you don't even have to tell them why you're asking. You want to know more. You could just go in as a consumer and read about their processes for the meat. What type of cows that they, if you eat beef, if you eat meat, if you're eat meater, eat the best meat for your body. Don't just go be buying beef and, and just be buying any kind of meat. Because guess what? When you do go and buy a cow, you get a lot more meat for the price. When you go and buy a half a cow, a whole cow, you don't have so much meat, it's going to be ridiculous. So... That's something for you to think about as well. Mushrooms. Whew. Mushrooms. They're delicious when added to, to brown rice. Reiki um, mushrooms like shiitake mushrooms, mataki mushrooms are rich in antioxidants. Okay? And they're also, there's, it, it, there's something in them that protects the cells. It's called ergothionine. From, and these, this, these cell protectors are from abnormal growth and replication. In short, they reduce the risk of cancer. Who recommends this? A barman says they recommend a half a cup once or twice a week. Cooking them in red wine. I don't know about that, which contains reversorol, magnifies their immunity, boosting power. So say, for instance, okay, so I know you're saying, okay, so how are we cooking them? Okay, so say, for instance, that you have some meat and you're cooking it. And then you want to cook that you want to saute the meat in red wine. And then you want to add the mushrooms to it. Okay, so this is a great way to be able to be able to do this. Or say, for instance, that you want to, you know, just warmly, you know, want to cook it real hard, and you just warmly want to like pour this over as it's done and just let it saute. That's what I would do. But I'm not a big beef eater. But that's what I would do. So I would just saute and let this. I would pour it over after I've cooked it and let it just saute there with the mushrooms and just have this as a topping. And so, cause sometimes when you cook your foods, you lose a lot of the potency. So that's something for you to think about. Pineapples. We are almost done. When there's a potent mix of vitamins, antioxidants, and enzymes, in particular bromelain, pineapples is all. And, and so this is one of my favorites too, pineapples. And it's an all-body anti-inflammation cocktail. It also protects against colon cancer, arthritis, and macular degeneration. And so what I do is I go to the store and I get my pineapples fresh. I don't buy any pineapples in the can. And what I do is when I go to the store and I get my pineapples fresh, I literally cut them up and, you know, I, I, I peel them. You know, I cut the, the it's a real thick hull to them, and I cut it off. And then I go and cut the core. I slice them up, cut the core out of them. And next thing I do is I put them in the freezer. And then I'm making my smoothies. Or say for instance, if I'm going to cook something with pineapples, I'm going to have fresh. I want to have fresh because I want to know that I'm consuming the more healthier pineapples. And that's important to, to, for you to understand. I don't want something out of the can. I'm not a, we try not to buy things in the can when we go to the store. We don't. We just want it in its whole food form. And another thing that is very important, fruit or vegetable juice. In 2006, the University of South Florida study showed that people who drank three or more four-ounce glasses of fruit or vegetable juice each week, 76% were less likely to develop Alzheimer's disease than those who drank less. The high levels of polyphenol antioxidants found in fruit and vegetables may protect brain cells from damage. Hmm. Isn't that something? 
And also, it'll protect them. And why will it protect them? Because it protects them from damage that may be caused by disease. Okay, and this is from a doctor, Amy Borstein, Ph.D. And the last one is Bing cherries. Research by the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows that eating about 35 bean cherries a day can lower the risk of tendonitis, bursitis, arthritis, and gout, says Bowerman. Dr. Amy Boris, Dr. Um, Amy Bowerman, I mean, I'm saying Dr. Borman. Studies also suggest that they reduce the risk of chronic diseases and metabolic syndrome. So if I could really get everyone to understand the reason why we're outlining this. And, it, and if our men and also the women, also people in general, could just understand why they're going to eat something and what's the benefit of the something they're going to eat. This is really my pouring into you. And the reason why is because we're about to have Thanksgiving. And I'm hoping that something that I've said here today will be on the Thanksgiving table. Now, I know that we're not going to be getting together the way that we were and how we were, but, and because we can't because of the coronavirus, we can't, but at the same time, we could give thanks. And this is the time of year that I sit down and say, what am I changing in my life? What am I removing from my life that isn't viable for me? And what am I putting in my life? What changes am I making? And this would be a great time for you guys to start making some changes and investing in your immune health, investing in staying around and being around, investing in trying to stay away from disease, trying to stay away from free radicals, not saying that all of this can help in it and you'll never have disease. No one in the world can make that claim. So definitely I'm not a doctor. And this definitely um, is my disclaimer that most definitely if it's something that you want to do pertaining to your health, always discuss it with your doctor because you might be taking medications that might have an adverse effect. And we want to make sure that you stay within the treatment plan of your physician but when it comes down to just trying to eat healthy, you can always, always ask your doctor, is it okay? I'm on these medications. Is this going to affect what I'm eating? I want to eat this. Will it affect? Is this okay? It's nothing wrong with asking. That's why they're your doctor. They're there to take care of you and give you advice, period. So this has been an hour, 32 minutes, and 20-something seconds that this is, I knew this was going to be long today, but it was for several reasons because we want to make sure that people start understanding the benefits of some of the things that they're passing by when they go to, to buy food and groceries. And if you can, I know there's not a lot of markets open in the winter, depending on where you live in the world, but if you live somewhere where it's cold, still try to see if you can get um, food in this whole form. And also if you do have a winter market and you can just visit it and get in and out and get what you need with your mask on and staying healthy, do so do it and stay healthy. And don't be running around as if, you know, I know a lot of us are dealing with Corona fatigue, but don't run around like nothing's going on. Still stay within the perimeters of washing your hands, um, keeping your mask on, um, keeping your hands sanitized when you are jumping in and in and out of the car and because guess what people have found when you go and also wearing gloves because people have found that a lot of the viruses pass from shopping carts to handlers, uh, shopping carts, the handles and also the handles at the gas pump. So as soon as you come out the grocery store, 
before you do anything, put some hand sanitizer on. Before you even drive off your car, my husband, every time he gets in the car, and when we put the hand sanitizer on, he puts hand sanitizer on around the wheel of the car, you know, the uh, steering wheel. He does that. And I'm so glad to see it, that he's doing that. He don't want to bring anything home. So still, you know, just practice, 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 because we need to do our part to stop this virus in any way possible, to stop the spread. And so with that being said, I love you. I'm so glad you tuned in with me today. I'm so glad you took time with me today. I wanted to pour more into you. I was so shocked. I want to thank all the people that are helping to bring to make my platform and strengthen this platform and auspicious wellness. And the more you listen, the more I want to bring to the table in a very valid way. I wanted to be able to touch your life in a way that brings value. I want it to be value driven and it's not costing you to listen. It's caught co- is what's costing us is when we don't know. So with that being said, it's time for me to vacate the seat And I have had a marathon Monday (laughs) with you today. And guess what? I love you. And guess what? Let's just all try to figure out one thing we can do in life to become better, help people, and just be better at trying to help people and more observant of people that are in need. Just one nice thing every day. Just practice doing one thing. Even if you answered the phone and just someone called you on the phone and just, and you were able to say, you know what? Thank you so very much for calling me today. And I'm so thankful to you for what you do. Just, just one little act of kindness is not going to hurt us. So with that being said, I got to get out of here. I got to vacate the mic. I got to go spend some time with my husband. Love you. I got to go spend some time with my family. Love you. And I just want to wish each and every person out there happy holidays, even though these this holiday might be harder for a lot more people than most. And we know what's happened. We know a lot of loved ones are going to be missing. So with that being said, hey, our heart goes out to you. You're not alone. We cry for you. We hurt for you. And we want to be able to help you understand we care. This is a global problem. And we know it is. So with that being said, people, take care of each other. Let's all take care of each other by being more mindful of what we're doing and how it affects the next person and what we can do to help. What little small thing could we do to stop this spread of the coronavirus? And with that being said, I'm out of here. We love you. Have a good holiday. Be careful. It would be better for you to have less people coming in and for you to stay in than treating us if it's always the holiday and I'm going to go have my fun. We want you around for many more holidays. Love you. Last time I tell you, I got to go. I'm out of this seat.